Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh well, the the waiting room video was meant to play there, but it's obviously not working. So we'll just we'll just crack straight on into it there, guys. Um, but listen, on the warm up, I'm joined by Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Yes, doing all right, mate. Good, good to be here. That's good. And battle uh, hardened Podarf Shug is on as well. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm slowly but surely getting over last weekend and starting to look forward to this one. Yeah, no, that's that. I said I don't. I don't know what you've done to be on uh, twice with me in, in a couple of days. Shrug. There we go, and we'll have Alex uh, joining us. Last we heard, he was on a bus in London uh, trying to get home, which was uh, sounded like an episode of, of Twenty Four. But uh, when he's on, we'll add him into the chat. As he said, I want to talk about uh, Jack Butland. So we'll see. We'll see what's um, going on here. Um, look, as uh, always in today's show, there's loads to talk about. Um, remember, if there's anything you want discussed or want us to talk about, just leave a comment in there for us, guys. Um, but at 5pm yesterday, the news that Stuart Robertson would be replaced by James Bisgrove, who becomes the club's new uh, chief executive offer, uh, officer, was announced. Uh, we'll discuss some transfer rumours that have been going around the last few days, including Jack Butland, um, current uh, Norwich attacking midfielder Kieran Dill. Uh, he's also been linked and Greek right-back Yanis uh, Kostiras from Panathinaikos. And finally, there's a game versus a local football team at the weekend to take uh, that's taken part, uh, taking, are going ahead at Hamden uh, for the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Um, but as always, we'll do a wee on this day. Um, was well, it's on this yesterday, I suppose. Um, but in 1975, well, this one, Rangers won the league title uh, 35 with John Gregg going around Ibrooks and a horse. But I think both of these guys are a bit too uh, young, and that's something I never thought I'd say um, to, to remember that. So, um, Scott Parsons in the comments, I'm sure he can say something about it. That's for, uh, Listen, you better be prepared for a cheeky text later on, Shug, my man. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so Shug, I'll come to you first. In 2009, Rangers defeated St Mirren uh, 3-0 in a Scottish Cup semi-final win uh, with Andres Velicka, Boyd Miller on the score sheet. Um, I remember this game because 
I know I've said this, he's a bit of a cult hero of mine, Bolichka. Uh, I think this was his like third game for Rangers, and I think he'd, he'd scored three goals in three games uh, after coming in uh, on, on loan from Hearts. And I genuinely thought he was going to be like the next big thing. I was convinced this guy was going to bag about 50 goals for Rangers that season. What, what was your thoughts at that game? Uh, a comfortable win. I remember them days when we won games we should win, and yeah. I mean, two, two striking legends in amongst there. Uh, Blitzka did not turn out to be one of them. Uh, try to remember who it was. Was it Ricky Foster? We swapped Aberdeen for. So Blitzka up to Aberdeen, and I think we get Foster in return or something. Yes, it was that when he played in those Champions League games. For I'm still well, getting over that shrug, so thanks for reminding me. Richard Foster, as he likes to go by these days. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a media man. Yeah. yeah, no, pretty straightforward. Hopefully our next semi-final will be just as straightforward. Yeah, that's that. It's uh, very interesting. Well, hopefully it will be, but that's something we'll definitely come on to uh, later on. Um, but Ben, I know you're going to take particular delight in this one. Um, uh, so this was yesterday as well, April 25th. Uh, Rangers won league title 53 Easter Road, beating Hibs 1-0, courtesy of a, a Kyle Lafferty goal. There's two things I remember from this game, and it was that one side of the, the pitch where the camera was looking out over was uh, how, I think the stand was getting rebuilt, so it was just like a mound of dirt, effectively. Um, and then Lafferty's celebration uh, at the end of that goal as well. Uh, what was your memories of that, that game and, and that season? And you can talk about Kyle Lafferty, as I'm sure you want to do as well. Yeah, I was just going to say a mound of dirt probably suits Easter Road quite well. But uh, yeah, I, I, the the robot, um, I, I could do it for you here, but I'll I'll, I'll save the save the viewers here from that. But yeah, um, well, it was when Kyle's Kyle's you know uh, career was on a on a great um, trajectory, and you know was it, he was doing the business. Um, and having watched him recently playing for Linfield over here, I can assure you that he's not he's not on that same trajectory at the moment. Uh, which is which is which is a shame, but all, all things come to an end. And Kyle definitely didn't make the most of of the talent that he did have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. He was a guy that's. Uh, is he still playing? Is he playing for? Yeah, he playing. Well, he's playing for Linfield at the minute, yeah. but he's, he's he's about to be released from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, what an, what an odd career that guy's had. But when he was here, I thought he was. No, you know, I was about to say Rangers legend, but I don't think he's quite in the legendary status. But he certainly, certainly scored a good few goals and, and, and knew how to um, wind up the opposition. And in terms of Paul McGarrigal's question, it was the robot. It was one of the worst robots I've ever seen in my life, but it was still uh, still pretty, pretty good. And uh, Craig Ray jumps in here as well, saying, remember the people doing the conga and fancy dress watching the game in the balcony uh, on the uh, of the flats overlooking the pitch? Yeah, it was a, it was a great game. Um, right, so let's get into it. Let's get into the, the sort of interesting things that have come out over the last two days. Uh, yesterday, there was more boardroom changes that were announced with a statement being issued from the club. It is as follows. Um, Rangers Football Club can today announce managing director Stuart Robertson is to depart the club this summer with chairman and the board delighted to appoint James Bisgrove as the new the club's new chief executive officer. Um, Stuart Robertson will depart on July 31st, 2023, having decided to explore new opportunities. Um, Stuart leaves with the best wishes and gratitude as the chairman of the board for all he's achieved in his time at Ibrooks. Stuart Robertson has overseen transformative period in the club's history in which he has helped to rebuild every facet of the club. 
Um, Stuart Departs his eight-year tenure, having returned to the club to profitability, delivered a historic 55th league title and several strong European campaigns, which culminated in the 2022 Europa League final in Seville and a return to Champions League football. Managing Director Stuart Roberts said, as a lifelong supporter of Rangers, it has been a privilege to hold this post for the past eight years. I'm very proud of what the supporters, the board, the investors, the players, management teams and our loyal staff all working together have achieved in that period. I would like to thank everybody for their incredible support, without which it wouldn't have been possible. So, Shug, were you surprised um, about this? And first of all, how do you reflect on Stuart Robertson's time as um, yeah at Rangers? It's, it's difficult because when he was appointed, the goal was to achieve 55. And on top of that, we made... Europa League final, uh, but we didn't kick on from there. So it's difficult to judge. Is that because he didn't drive us in the right direction? Is that because the money got rained in from up above? Uh, so it's hard to judge exactly what happened. Uh, but in terms of achieving 55, we made that. Uh, we did it. So I don't know. It, it seemed a long time for a managing director or CEO, whatever title he was going to go by to be in charge of the club. So he maybe stayed a little too long. I think if he had left after 55, he would have been hero-worshipped. But maybe just, like I say, we'll never know if it was the board and decided that we're not spending money or if Stuart Robertson thought we can get away with not spending money. So it'll be interesting to see what James Bisgrove's take on it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, ben, I know this is a, an interesting question, but do you think that the protests have had an impact on on these decisions? I know it's not an easy thing to answer. And and how do you how do you view Robertson's last eight years at the club as well? Would you say it was a success, or would you have said that it, it wasn't a success? I would imagine, as to the protests, I would say that there has been some sort of impact um, of that. I think change was going to happen. At some point, regardless, that may may have brought that to a head maybe a little faster than, than was to be expected. I don't think the protests are the, the reason, although it's no no coincidence that, you know, the director of football is now gone protesting about him, um, chairman as well. Um, so, so yeah, I do feel like they did have an impact, um, but I'm not, not sure that they're totally responsible. I think that the club were going to be making changes, especially given that the chairman... You know, he was going to want to put his new his own team as as such in place. Um, do I view I view I view it as mixed mixed? I mean, there's no doubt that the the club that that he came into and where we were and where we are now, we're in a far better place. Um, so credit must go there, I suppose. If if you're going to criticise when it goes wrong, then credit must go when when things are done right. Um, the 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 latter the latter period of his tenure has not been successful. Um, I feel like many at the club, he we we built up fifty five and and stopping the ten to be this big huge thing, which of course it was, but it was almost like it was all we had to achieve. And, and once we once we did achieve that, I feel like at board level and and in quite a lot of the players, we just sort of said we've done it. We'll stop here. We'll just kind of rest on our laurels, um, and I think that's that's where it begins to go downhill from. You know, you, you need to continually strengthen and continually pursue success from a position of success. So I think I think the latter period, yeah, was, was very unsuccessful, and I think I, I welcome the change that has been made. Um, but I, I think he has certainly done good things for the club as well, and you know, best wishes to him. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a very uh, fair assessment of him there, Ben. I think I think if you certainly in the last two years, it's not been as successful as, or excluding the European run, it's not been as successful as what it, what it could have been. I think the phrase that we've repeatedly heard is, you know, the board are, are sleeping behind the wheel at times, and I don't know, eight, eight years is a long, long time in any job. Never mind at a never mind at a football club this the size of Rangers. So I think I think it was um, certainly time for a change. Um, Shug, I'm just going to come to a wee comment that Scott Parsons put in here. It's refreshing to see the new chairman stamp as authority now, not the summer. Maybe not talking about the Bisgrove appointment because we'll we'll come on to that. But have you been impressed with the way that Bennett's handled himself, come in so far, and he's and he's made changes? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could speculate all day and 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 how if the fans have actually had an impact in this. But it seems, as, as Scott said, they're very much to to be stamping his authority all all over it. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that he's doing that, but I still would have liked to hear from him. I would have liked to hear from him when he got appointed. I'd like him to come out and did a video and give us an idea of direction ahead. Uh, the Rose Wilson change, don't know if that would have happened if it hadn't been for Nottingham Forest. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, I like John Bennett. I like the things he's said in the past and the way he's talked, and I think he will be a good chairman. But, like I say, I would like to hear from him. I'd like to hear what his view in the club is over the next few months. Is he replacing Ross Wilson? Uh, I don't know if James Bisgrove's wider title as CEO means that we won't be replacing Wilson. I'd just like to hear generally from John Bennett just about general things that happen behind the scenes that he can actually share with us. Sure. Yeah, but- I I was I was sort of on the same way of thinking there and thinking that we should have heard from him by now, but I sort of changed when these changes started to happen because I I felt like what what would be to the point of him you know giving us this big spiel on what's going to happen and then two three weeks later making those those structural changes and I, I think I think it's probably better for his team fully to be in place and then him to say right I've got who I want and this is what it, what my view is for the club. Yes, something something will certainly come on to that. As it, it there's been a few comments, you know, saying that they that they welcome the change, and and I, I think you'll be hard pressed to, to find a range of supporter that that isn't welcoming of uh, the change. Um, but look, we'll we'll go into the rest of that statement. There was a wee bit from Bennett, but there's no point discussing that. Let's just talk about um, what new CEO James Bisgrove had to say. And he said, I would like to thank and congratulate Stuart for all he has achieved at Rangers. His daily support and wisdom have been invaluable. Rangers Football Club is a globally renowned institution steeped in success and the scale of privilege and responsibility I feel to serve its supporters as CEO is immense. In the past few years, I've witnessed firsthand what this great club means to our supporters worldwide and together with our chairman, John Bennett, and the board, we will work tirelessly to achieve the success Rangers supporters deserve. This will be underpinned by overseeing the continuation of our positive financial performance and sustained profitability of the pitch. I am personally looking forward to energising our engagement with all Rangers supporters and overseeing strengthened and aligned culture. And interestingly, at the end of that statement, there was a wee bit that was tagged on at the end and it says James will be hosting a new quarterly CEO fans forum at Edmondson House alongside other members of the club's senior management with the first such event taking place in June. Um, ben, I'll, I'll come to you first on this. Uh, what do you think about about um, Bisgrove um, being, being promoted there? Um, I see Caroline's had a wee comment here. She says, uh, I know... 
businesses like to promote from within, but it's kind of a lazy appointment. Do you agree with that statement? No, I don't. I mean, I can understand why people are saying it, and I've seen a lot of people saying it. Um, I, I think he's an asset to to the club, uh, and I and I think um, his experience, um, his he's a very ambitious as well from from what I've gathered. Um, and I feel like he is somebody that, that we can really, really use, and his contacts as well, you know, throughout business world, and and, and as well, he worked with UEFA as well. Um, no, I, I think it's only is only a positive, and I think he has done well in the role that he has done. Um, from what I don't know a whole lot about it, to be honest, but um, he has done pretty well, and I think that you know, with a new, new, young, ambitious manager, then having having someone who has new, fresh ideas, but has also been around the club. Um, and, and, and has seen what's gone right and I'm sure has ideas about it and has and, and the same equally with things that have gone wrong. Um, he, he knows now he's been there, what, four years, something like that. Um, so he knows he knows the club. Um, and I think he, given that he is ambitious, I think stepping up into a big role, I guess it will be a challenge and he will have to learn on the job. But I, I feel like he's, he's, he's a really good appointment. Yeah, and and Shug, where, where do you stand on on the whole thing as well? Do you think that 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 is that is good that we have sort of promoted within in terms of he's familiar with a lot of process within the club, or or do you think that this is we should have looked elsewhere for this? I can't stand Kyle as well, you know. So don't go there. <laughs> but no, uh, um, I'm sort of happy with the appointment. He's somebody we know. Uh, we know he he did well in his job as the commercial director, and we increased our incomes. And he did stuff like my jails and the Australia friendly stuff that haven't proven popular. But my jails has made us a fortune, and I seen the email this week: fifty three thousand. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot of money. Two over two million a year we're getting in through my jails. Uh, which is not to be sniffed at. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see. I think CEO was his natural progression. Uh, I don't think we'd have kept him if we hadn't promoted him. I think he would have went down south. Uh, I think he'd been wanted. So maybe that's that's Shunted Robertson out the door as well. John Bennett's maybe been aware that we might lose him and we've had to promote. So he's... He's got my backing. I'm sure I have every Rangers fans backing. Uh, but yeah, time will tell. But yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, RFC72 here is coming with an interesting comment. He says there should be an interview process, not just giving it to him. Though that's my only problem. But he deserves a chance. He's done brilliant for the club, and even after Australia, he came out and apologised, which yeah, I think I think was was fair enough. Um. Ben, in terms of this CEO quarterly fans forum at Edmondson House, um, it's certainly something that that we as supporters have been have been crying out for for a long, long time. Is as a bit of communication from from the club in this. Um, what's your thoughts on on on, a, on on something like this happening? Is it positive? Oh, definitely. I mean, it is positive. It's something we've been calling for, as you say, um, and it's 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 our step. I think. On top of it, there needs to be more general communication um, to the fans. But to be able to to be able to interact, and it's you know it's our club at the end of the day, so you know we need to we need to be able to hear from it. We need to be able to interact with it. Um, so it's obviously it's a positive step uh, as long as it you know is 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 used in the right way and is a useful exercise. Yeah, that's that. Um, I was going to ask you the same thing, Chuck, but I'm guessing I'm guessing you won't be be attending many of these then. 
No, I'm hoping they'll be broadcast, but I'm hoping we'll get them on our TV. Yeah, I don't see me going all the way out my way to something, but uh, no, I'm hoping it's it's good to see. It's good to see is uh, because I mean people always talk about the money that the three bears and everything put into the club, but yeah. the general fan putting in best part a thousand pounds a year, it's the equivalent of Dave. Well. Saying Dave King, but Douglas Park or John Bennett putting millions in, that's the equivalent of the general fan putting a thousand pounds in a year. So we're as entitled to know what's going on as anyone, I think. So obviously, you can't the top secret stuff, but general things that have happened in the last year or two, I think we should have been spoken to. So again, I think John Bennett will be a driver behind that because he was always more open in front of the camera than Douglas Park ever was. So I think John Bennett's definitely been a driver behind it. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Bennett seems like a guy that, that knows what he's doing. I, I'm quite happy with the fact that he's come in, been very decisive, is already making the changes. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how it we'll see how it all pans out. But largely I think I think Rangers supporters are being somewhat positive about it, which is which is good to see. Um I'm just gonna add Alex into the stream. There he is. How are you doing, Alex? Are you all safe in after your, your big adventure across London, by the sounds of it? Aye. Nightmare. But uh, if you've ever been to London, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's, you know, it's a weekday. It just happens to be one, one day a week. I'm actually in office and it ever happens, you know? Yeah. The trains are always running when I'm not using them. No, that that's all right. Well, I'm glad you made it because I'm not joking. You've made it just in time to the topic that you said, Kyle. I want to be I want to be talking about this. So, um, as if we almost planned it, um, Rangers have been linked with an absolute sleuth of players recently. And tell me, it's season ticket renewal time without telling me it's season ticket renewal time. Um, but former, uh, or sorry, I was going to say former goalkeeper there, but goalkeeper Jack Butland. He seems to be the one that's that's making the sort of headlines at the moment in terms of being heavily um, linked with us. Um, let us know what you guys think of this this in the comments. Um, but for me, he kind of fits into that Cantwell model, English, talented, you know, out of favour at a couple of a couple of high profile Premier League clubs. He's currently on loan from from Manchester United. Uh, currently on loan at Man United from Crystal Palace, which is something that you don't um, see very often. But yeah, Alex. What do you think about a player like like Jack Butler? I mean, it goes without saying the goalkeeping position is something that we absolutely need to replace. But but where do you stand on being linked with a guy like him? I I think it's. I mean, I like the idea. Obviously, signing a goalkeeper, especially one who's got experience. You know, he's been around England squads. He's right now with the Manchester United squads. But I I don't I don't think it should be him. Uh, for starters, like I don't think he's played enough football in the last two years. He's really, you know, he's 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 played less than Martin Dubravka has for Manchester United this season. Um, you know, he's on according to FB refs estimates, he's on about thirty five grand a year, uh, and he couldn't get you know a second choice at Crystal Palace ahead of um, Sam Johnston, who was playing for West Brom last season. 
I don't uh, I don't see uh, what in terms of value for money why he's got to be the one. I mean, obviously, you know, I respect the scouting team's opinion enough to back them on it, but I just for me, it's not a, he's not the one to go for. I don't think. So I'll stick with you for two wee ticks, Alex. So see if again I've largely heard overwhelming positivity with us being linked to Jack Butland. Where do you think we should look then? Do you think they should be looking at a, a different keeper, or do, do you have a, an alternative mind, somebody younger, or something like that? I, 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 I do think it, I don't have anyone specific in mind, which obviously. Maybe I should if if I'm criticising or signing <laughs> off of that, you know, because I'm gonna I'm about to get slaughtered in these comments now by saying, oh, he's not, you know, giving any solutions. I just feel like it doesn't really tick all the boxes in terms of like he's obviously he has intangibles, I guess, that people value, clubs value. That's why he's at United right now. Maybe he's at United because he's homegrown or whatever. But I just, you know. If he, he's he's fighting for second spot on the United team with uh, Tom Heaton in a season where uh, David De Gea's like had howler after howler, yeah. and now we're replacing a goalie who's had howler after howler with a guy who can't get in the team ahead of someone who has. And the last time he did play consistently for uh, Crystal Palace last season when uh, Vicente Guaita was injured, he you know he didn't really make. Uh, Make too many, you know, points towards his legacy on that. I don't think he's 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 the one. If he was, then you wouldn't have been spending eight years at Stoke or something. He would have, you know, maybe that's just me because I think lower down the leagues, goalkeeper quality would be similar because you only get one starting goalkeeper in a team compared to midfielders and strikes where you can see the drop off between leagues because there's more of them basically. So, you know, he'll have to duck around for a reason for this long. He has to have something. I just don't think uh, for us, he's it. I think there's better value to be had elsewhere. You know, if, if you if you sign uh, another goalkeeper who's about the same level as Butland, but for 10 grand a week less, you know, that's, I, I, I believe that's probably, avail- uh, you know, achievable considering the amount of, uh, amount of players that are out there. No, like I said, I, th- I think that's fair comment. I just, I just thought if you're saying he's not for you, I, I thought there would be someone else. But no, I think, I think that's exact. I think that's fair enough. Um, Shug, uh, John Weir here says it seems to be Bill's strategy signing players who have a point to prove. Um, where do you sit on the potential link with um, Jack Butland to Rangers? Yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it can be any worse than what we've got just now. Yeah, if the money's right. Uh, then absolutely, uh, I'm all for giving my chance. I look at uh, the one they've got across the city, and uh, he didn't exactly come up here shining, and he seems to be doing a for a, well a decent job for them. Uh, sure, was he not even he was Burnley's third choice or something at some point, and he ended up going to them, and he's did all right. Uh, the manager and stuff, they'll know what what keepers at Rangers need. They need to be able to pull up that one save a game. It's not a they're not gonna have a hundred shots at them. Uh, so 
and Michael Beal Trust, he seems to go it well with his first two signings. Yeah, and he's did his whole looked him in the eye sort of thing, I'd imagine. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll believe in Beal and if Beal thinks he's the man to replace McGregor, then I'll go with that. Certainly over John McLaughlin. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and, and Ben, there's quite a few comments here. Graham Brown says, uh, don't forget the goalie was back up at Man United. I, I think that one's for you, Alex. Um, RFC72 said, I'd rather risk a free transfer for a goalkeeper and spend the money elsewhere for better quality. And he's the best free agent probably out there as a goalkeeper. Um, Paul McGarrigal thinks along the same line. If Beal gets Butland in, it will give us more money to strengthen the rest of the team. Um, and yeah, so... Do you agree with those comments? Uh, I think the fact that he would be free is 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 absolutely massive, and I think Dave Cornish in this parish year steps in and says he's got eight, nine England caps um, and certain quality. I'll just ignore the rest of that and until later on. Uh, so, what 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 do you think about about Butland and as a potential uh, transfer? Yeah, I completely agree with those comments um, about him being free. I think, uh, especially having seen us at the weekend, it, it's so apparent how much we need to do to the team. So we need to be clever and we need to be bringing in players in, on a free transfer and, and bringing in somebody with nine England caps on a free transfer is is, is a wise move. Um, it's, it's a safe, it's a safe not appointment signing, um, where I, I feel that because we've got to spend so much elsewhere, I feel like you bring him in, have him for maybe two, three years, spend the money elsewhere and then in those two, three years, if it hasn't, if he hasn't set the world on fire, you know, I think he'll be solid, but I think at that stage, then we can look to spend the money on a goalkeeper. Whereas right now, you know, there there are other areas of the team that that are probably going to take the money. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Look, Alex, I'll come to you in the next sort of player um, that that Rangers have been quite heavily linked with in the last couple of days. And I was going to say, I suppose this fits into the sort of Cantwell model as well. But I mean, he really does fit into the Cantwell model in terms of he's attacking midfield player. Um, from Norwich, and that's Kieran Dow. The 25-year-old's played for a number of clubs, including Everton, uh, Nottingham Forest, Norwich, and like Butland, um, he does have a Premier League um, experience, um, which I think is important nowadays, for especially for selling players on. Um, well, I think I don't think I mentioned this, but Butland since 2020, and to your point, Alex, has had no appearances um, at first-team football, which is pretty incredible. But... Uh, Dowell's had 65 times, scored 11 goals, seems to be a, a, a bit of a playmaker. Is this a guy that, that you're positive about, you know, being linked with us? Is this the type of profile that we should be looking at as well, Alex? Yeah, I'm very more positive on this one. You know, a younger player who's playing consistently, he's played more minutes this season than he has in his last uh, four four or five even. He's played over a 1,000 minutes in, a champ- in the championship and that's, uh, you know, Everyone knows that's a grueling league to have to play week in, week out, you know. Uh, obviously, Norwich have have midfield options, you know. They've got other players. We get linked to one of their midfielders every season. And, uh, you, know, you know, if this guy can, you know, get his way in there, obviously still only 23s, you know, they clearly, you know, can keep him around. If they're still, you know... Norwich are still benefiting from parachute payments and they've got money. So the fact that not, you know, the fact that this guy's getting games shows he, you know, he must have uh, a level of quality that they see in him. So if we can get him in, at least it, it shows that we're 
more than anything, just the fact we're being linked with a midfielder proves that we're looking to further strengthen beyond Raskin and Cantwell, which is the main thing everyone wants to see. People, you know, we, we can't let, you know, those two be the midfielders I and mean, then go into next season with the same crop that we've got. You know, everyone knows that, not least with the players out of contract. So I think it's it's definitely a positive rumour, you know. I, you know, I can't confess to have watched much of him, but, you know, from the looks of it, he, you know, he seems to have something about him that coaches like, clearly. Yeah, that's it. Um, Shug, I'll come to you next on this wee point. Um, is it, do you think this is, we're sort of looking at replacements for Stephen Davis and, and, and Scott Arfield in this instance? And, and again, is this the type of player that we should be looking at? Are you excited the fact that we've been linked with somebody from, from a Premier League club and, and I think his current deal runs out in, at the end of this season as well. So I think we'd be getting a, him and a free also. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, I think he sounds like he's more a Scotty Arfield replacement. Yeah, I definitely think it's something... I don't know if he'll be first 11, yeah, if Tillman signs or not. Yeah, but so we've got to beef up the quality of the squad because yeah, right now we're first 11 is barely good enough never mind the players that are coming on yeah, I long for the day that Scott Wright isn't a first choice substitute anymore yeah, <laughs> I just I think we've got to create that competition for places yeah, and have one another pushing Yanis yeah, Hadji is another one that I wouldn't be surprised if we cash in to the wee club in Turkey in the summer, so I think we're going to see, I know Bill said that five players, but I think it'll be at least double that by the time we get rid of a whole load of players Kamara I think is going to be going as well so I think the midfield's pretty much getting tore up and there's going to be a lot of replacements so a good solid free transfer with potential, I don't think we can ask for much more Yeah, that's it and uh, Ben, I'll, I'll finish on you on this. Um, again, it, it does, it looks like it is a replacement for, for Scott Arfield, possibly. Are you happy that this is the type of, of players that, that we're being linked with? Is this the markets that we should be shopping in? Or are you a bit fed up with constantly being linked with, with English English players um, down in the in the championship? No, I, I'd like to say, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's a good signing. Um, it's a sensible signing and, you know, it, it's going to it's gonna strengthen. When I looked at that bench on Sunday when we were needing to bring players on, there wasn't much that we were going, let's, let's bring it on. So a, a player like that, you know, I don't know an awful lot about him, um, but I, I think is another good option. Um, I would like to think that the club are looking all over the, all over the place. Um, Bale has a lot of contacts down south, so I'm assuming that, you know, he, he, that that's why why we're so far have been down there for the most part. But then Raskin came came from Belgium as well, so we're not solely in that market. I'd like to see us using each and every every market that's available to us. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you there. I said that would be interesting, but I think well, until the end of the transfer window, when it when it when it shuts. I think we will be constantly linked with with players down there. Um, look, I'll, I'll stick with you, Ben. Seeing as you've been last in, in the sort of last two players, um, I said there's Rangers have been linked with Greek right back Yanis Kostiras. Currently plays for Panathinaikos Athens to give them their, their full Sunday name, um, and he's a Greek international. He's a winger that was sort of 
converted to a right back. So I'm imagining he's he's pretty good in the attacking sense. But are you surprised that we've been we've been linked with a with a with a right back? And and what do you guys think of this in the comments? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised that we're linked um, because I, I wouldn't be looking to replace Tav right now. Um, I think he should he should be our starting uh, right back, but he's got absolutely no competition whatsoever, um, and and he needs that to be on the top of his game. Uh, Bale obviously doesn't fancy Divine that much, um, given that he hasn't had any chance even in cup games, um, and I would imagine Zukowski will be off when he comes back from loan. He'll probably. Be made permanent uh, wherever, wherever back in Poland. Um, so no, I think I think we need we need to have two quality players in every position, um, and and hopefully that, that that's that's on Beal thinks as well. Yeah, that's it. And but before I ask you the uh, the same question, Alex uh, Curry Muncher steps in here and he said, "Has Alex been evicted from his dad's man cave?" Nah, I've uh, I have unfortunately. I'm down in London now. I'm a uh, big smoke, you know. No more. Uh... No more Rangers room. It's the uh, the London Rangers club for me. I'm afraid. Sneaky, sneaky plug to them. That that that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure. Give, give it a few weeks, and I'm sure you'll have that sorted. I'm sure you'll you'll uh, have your own. I will. Have, own. In fact, in fact, of the the derby game that I'm not going to speak about, I did. I did win a signed Nacho Nova Rangers flag, so I'm going to be. That's going to be getting. In fact, no, because my dad's already requisitioned it for that man cave. So unfortunately, I'm not going to have too much more time with Nacho's signature. But yeah, no, that's it. Um, look, well, Joe ninety steps in here and he says, "Not surprised. The vast majority of our goals are are fullback leaks." And I know that he's talking about that goal that we've we've seen over and over again. Um, but is this is this where we should be looking? Should we? Is, a, is right back a position that the Rangers need to prioritise at the moment, Alex? Uh, I, I don't think so, mainly because obviously opportunities will be limited. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to fault the club for looking at this guy in particular. He's, uh, you know, he's a good player. Panathinaikos are uh, getting the, um, what's it? They're leading the league. They're going on their way to their first title in more than a decade. You know. I don't think uh, I, th- I think it's you know it's a player who's played in the positive team, and you know we could use more of them around. I don't think you know signing players from the teams about to get relegated from a Premier League really is a way to go. I think it's, and QPR as well. I think the problem with signing players from these teams is that you know they've spent the whole season playing in a negative team, expecting to get battered. You know if you sign play, I'd rather sign a player from a top league one with a bottom of the championship because if you're in a top league one you've been playing the way we play playing on your halfway line playing attacking the goal every game you know the way we should be and that's it it's more about you know uh, style and mentality than it is about uh, you know your reputation really yeah that's that and uh, Shug finally I'll, I'll ask you the exact same question what's your thoughts on, on Rangers being linked with a with a with a right back I, I just find that a bit I don't know a bit odd at, at the moment given given the success that, that, that James Tavernier's had so where, where do you sit and all are you happy that that's the kind of profile we're looking at yeah I think it's something we've lacked as a right back to actually give proper competition since Nathan Parson left yeah we've I mean, if he get injured tomorrow, Divine's coming in for Tarvin. If Beale's not giving him any minutes whatsoever, he, he obviously doesn't fancy him. So we need somebody in that's going to push Tarv. I'm not that I'm saying that he needs pushed, but 
if he, he should be like everyone else in the team, if he's not playing well and he's dropping points, then he should be replaced. Yeah, he's taking out the team and things like that. So I would like to see somebody and, and come and push Tav. Yeah, but you never know. Might get Nathan Parson back. We'll never get relegated. <laughs> Oh, there we go. I know. Don't you? We'll have the Everton fans messaging us now, Shug, after that. Um, and look, um, Curry Muncher here says two strikers and a goalie are 100% needed, or we could be in big trouble next season. But for me, I would get rid of all uh, players in the starting squad right now. No more Gerard players. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, ben, before we go on to, to the semi-final at the weekend, there's maybe just one last wee bit of transfer news that might be worth talking about. Might be nothing, but there seems to be a bit, a bit of a big deal made about this. And that's Antonio Cholak. Seems to have changed his... Is, is is football agent agency, I suppose. Um they seem to be based in Germany. I know the guys um I think he was born in Germany rather than Croatia, Cholak. But uh, yeah, is there anything to be to be made into this? Or, or do you think Rangers might have to be looking for, for another striker? Um so that could be two or three strikers that we might be looking at in the summer. Well, judging by his career, I mean he seems to have made his career by by signing on face and moving all over the place um so i wouldn't be totally shocked if if he was moving in the summer um i also wouldn't be totally heartbroken either i i i don't think he's anywhere near to being the answer um for us um and and should be a third third choice if 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 anything yeah i think i think that's fair enough um look i'll i'll stick with you ben here um so obviously rangers take on their old firm rivals in the scottish cup semi-final at hamden in it, it's a well every game against them is must win, but that's more so um than normal. Um start with a simple question, Ben. It's Wednesday. How are you feeling about it? Where, where are you in the confidence scale? Are you up here or are you are you down here? I'm still I'm still down from last week, I have to admit. Um given that we don't have that many options. I, I think Ryan Jack will be a big miss in this one. Um given I haven't watched Lundstrom last week as well. Um if you ask me on Saturday, I'll be convinced that we're going to win five nil. But uh, at the minute, I'm I'm not quite there. And Alex, how are you feeling about it this early on in the week? Uh, I'm uh, I'm not feeling it yet, but uh, I will be. It's always you know it always hits you. You don't enjoy these games. You just enjoy having won them. You know. That's it. Um, and Shug. Same with you, it's Wednesday. Um, Bell's Brigade here says, if Bill loses on Sunday, he's on a sugarly peg. How are you and do you agree with that statement? Uh, I don't agree with that statement. I think Bill's safe. Uh, I think all the planning and everything's been done. Uh, this season, Joe lost this season and uh, the injuries and the transfer window last summer cost us this season, so I don't think Beal's directly responsible for it. I don't think it's Beal's fault we're getting into a game against them with a pretty tired squad, I would say, uh, to be polite about them. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, apart from getting to Hamden uh, and 
getting out of Hamden. Yeah, yeah. I am actually looking forward to it. I don't think. I mean, there's talk about changing formations and styles and stuff like that. And I think of the the three games that Beals had against them, and I don't think we've been bad in any of them. Yeah, I mean, when you think of the last game, it was silly mistake by Davis, silly mistake by Suit off for two of the goals. Yeah, the first game at Ibrokes, we should have won, and then the two-one game we weren't great, but yeah, I don't think we've been terrible. So, I'm um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping fourth time, lucky. <laughs> That's it. Um, ben, so, you know, Shug's touched on it a wee bit there. That there was a couple of a silly mistakes that I think Todd Cantwell basically came out and said as much that it was more that, that we lost the game rather than, rather than the opposition winning it. But um, apart from cutting out silly errors, where do you see the game being, being won and lost and, and what must Rangers change so that, so that that doesn't happen again? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was purely down to our, our. We lost the game, is right is the way, right way to say it. Um, so so being switched on, you know, and, and and you know, concentrating for the whole game, which you shouldn't have to say, but you know, that's what did cost us. Um, and, and also being positive, taking the game to them as opposed to letting them dictate, um, which we did far too much under Geo, not as much under uh, Bale thus far. I, I agree with Shug. Um, we were very poor in the cup final, but in the other games, I think we were probably the better better team for large parts of the games. But we didn't get the results. It's you know we need to be clinical, um, which which we haven't been of late, um, and, and we need to be on the front foot and taking the game to them. You know, it's it's our season on the line. It's not theirs. Yeah, hundred percent. So Alex in the Last year in this exact same fixture, um, I seem to remember uh, Van Bronckhorst getting something tactically spot on in this game, and it was with Calvin Bassey when he was playing at the, the centre of the defence. He seemed to be pushing a wee bit further forward um, and really, really putting pressure in, in McGregor in that, the centre of the pitch. Do you see us doing something similar this game? Because I know that we've really, really pressed high um, in the game at Parkhead. Um, or, I mean... Other than just cutting out silly mistakes, what else, what else do we do? I, I don't see it mainly because I don't think Bill adapts his style to certain games much as around Broncos, you know. And obviously, no one in the squad has Calvin Bassey's physical profile, which is what he's playing at. He's pairing up different, differing physical profiles in order to create a, a mismatch in the middle of a pitch, which I don't think is really an option for us now because uh, Ben Davies, I don't think he's as bad as people are making out, but I don't, he's not the same type of player. He's not a wide centre-back and he doesn't like stepping forward as much as uh, Bassey did because Bassey also had natural left-back instincts. I think, you know, we'll, we'll play more similar to the last game against them than... Uh, and we will from last season, especially just because different managers, different instincts, they want to go different ways. There's no right way to win a football match, but uh, you know we'll hopefully see a way to win a football match on Sunday. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's that. And, and Shug, do you see is you know changing anything anything tactically um, in terms of in terms of the way we play, or have we just basically got to do? similar to what we did at, at, at the previous um, fixture against them, but just cut out the cut out the errors? I think we just had to do what we did it the other bit in the last game because I, I, 
I said Davis mistake and the uh, mistake, and I forgot all about the Clancy clamor, <laughs> uh, the usual. Uh, a lot of no confidence really Colin or Benny Bear, but that's three goals. Uh, it's a three goal swing. So I know it well doesn't work like that, but technically it's, you can say four one, uh, three one winners in, in a way. I know we weren't, and if you're anti in boss and all that, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I think I think we're at our best when we get in their faces. I think we're best when we push. I don't think we can sit back. Uh, I think we tried that on the geo and it really didn't work. We've not got the pace to hit and counter attack. Uh, you think we're four players apart from Sakala, uh, who I wouldn't trust to hit them on a counter attack, even if in five one on ones. I think we'd be lucky to get one goal out of it. Uh, I don't think we've got the pace, so I don't see there being too much difference uh, from the team we had at the weekend. Uh, we just need a better performance and, like I say, just get right up in their faces because they don't like it and it's the best chance we've got, I think. Yes, it's interesting. There's There's been a couple of comments coming in here um, in regards to... Um, I've seen somebody saying... I can't quite find the comment at the moment, but that if range... There we go, here it is. Bell's Brigade, Ben, he said, Bill should do what Motherwell did on Saturday, play five at the back and Tillman up top in the Van Veen row. I'll, I'll maybe come on to the sort of three, five at the back in a, in a wee second, but it's certainly something that's been been mentioned is that we need to play them on the, on the counter a bit more. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think there's, we, we, we're not able to stand up to them. If we're letting them come at, come at us and attacking us and waiting to pounce on the break, it's inevitable that we'll have made a mistake by that point defensively and, and we'll not get that chance to counter. Um, so I, I think, you know, playing them at their own game, being in their faces um, and, and playing at a higher tempo, which I understand some of the comments I, I agree with, that certain players don't seem up to that at this minute in time. But I think that's our best chance um, to, to, to beat them. Yeah, and, and Alex, I, I know you sort of alluded to it as well, Ben Davies. I agree with you. I don't think he... He has been as bad as what what some people have made him out to be, but he's certainly not not an imposing centre half like Bassey with that with that mm. strong physical presence. I think he's a bit more a bit more deft um, than that. But uh, it's the it's the question that I think a few people have been asking for for a couple of weeks now, and that is I think we're maybe expecting Goldson to be fit. What what do you do? Would you go to a three at the back and have all three playing that we've heard loads and loads about? Or would or if it was between two, are you picking Davies Goldson or, or, or Goldson and, and Suta? Mm. I I disagree with the whole three of the back thing. I think everyone just wants it because they don't have it right now. I think a lot of people just assume more defenders on the pitch equals more defending going on when that's absolutely not what happens. Just because you put more people in defence, absolute does not mean there's going to be, you know, you're going to be more, you know, defensive. You, you know, we've seen teams in this league scudded with five of the back. We've seen teams have scudded with ten of the back, you know. Why, why would you change your setup for one game uh, so, so much in a way that you've not done uh, this season so far just uh, to try and Say, oh well, well we've got to we've got to play three defenders. Why, you know, if you know two defenders d- didn't work when, you know, we how how can you say that when it wasn't the two having two defenders on the pitch 
in the last couple of games that have killed us. It's mistakes that have killed us, you know. If you you know, if your response to the players making mistakes is just to add more players in those areas in, it's just uh baffling to me. I absolutely don't don't agree with that at all. I'd I'd whoever looks the best in training I'd play. You know, I think John Lundstrom really impressed him that last game. He's the only one who came with pass marks in the last two games he's played. I just, uh, you know, saying, people saying, oh, yeah, go to three of the back. For for what? How, okay, you go to three, you go to three of the back, you take a man out of midfield, then what? And then that's a man out of the attack as well later on. So, you know, what's you, you want to play three of the back. You want to get on, but you also want to, you know, get onto them and track them down all around the pitch and win the midfield battle and swarm them in attack. Well, you know, you want, you know, you want to have uh, rainbows with pots of gold at the end. It's just, it's not happening. You know, I don't, you know, you want to have, it, it's just, it's just not, it's a, it's a fantasy. Some people are saying, I don't, you know, I'm not really too bothered about who starts between Davies or Suter because I don't think they're, because I both, I think they're both well capable to do it. I just, don't agree with the idea that we should be chucking a few of the back on because people like it in FIFA and it's like more defenders equals more defending. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, the math doesn't add up. I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's for me, I, th- I think it was somewhere in the comments. Uh, there we go. Bell's Brigade here says five at the back allows Tavin Bonner to get forward as well, which I think, but I don't know. I suppose are they already playing that high up anyway? But yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from. Um, Shug, there's there's quite a few comments in here. Um, firstly, again, uh, Bell's Brigade says uh, five at the back will stop Kyogo getting tap in from three yards. No, got... I don't. Sorry, um, but, but like having more people around the box will not stop them also being in the box at the same time. Like it's not you know, and for the for the other thing like. If, if 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 you want Tavern Born to get forward, that's right, that's fine. But all you're doing is asking the three centre backs to cover more of the pitch on in transition than they would be otherwise. When they'd have four at the back and you'd have four men covering the basically the whole second half of the pitch, you know, you're increasing the defensive burden on Davy Suter and Goldson rather than decreasing the burden on Barisic, Goldson, Davies and Tavernier, you know, it's just, uh, and again, having more men on the box in the box doesn't stop tappings because then no one would ever concede from a corner. If you've got your whole squad inside the, the, the box to defend the corner, you know, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? No, like I said, I think, I think it's born out of frustration from Rangers supporters in terms of we have seen the same goal over and over and over again. And and I know this is going against what you said, but if, I suppose if there's three central defenders defending that, there's less chance of it. But yes, I do I do totally take your point there, Alex. Um, Shug, Paul McGarrow, and this is an absolute curveball. I've played three at the back, Golden, Suter and King, so no Davies. Um, Ross here said, play Suter next to Golden, play the most aggressive and physical team available and Joe 90 says uh, five at the back is cowardice and ineffective if not drilled um where, where do you sit in this whole debate would you would you have three at back five at the back four at the back what would you do and what combination would you have four at the back every day of the week four at the back yeah I don't think uh, I mean 
the Kyogo goal last game, uh, the first one, Davis just totally lost them. I mean, that happens whether you get three at the back or you get two at the back. It was a one-on-one marking job and he slipped Davis. So that happens. But again, that came from that right-hand side where we seem to have problems. The stopping crosses coming in. Yeah, I think it's more down to how you play Barisic and how you play Tav yeah, to stop crosses. Yeah. But I would go... Goldson obviously comes back in. I've got a feeling they'll go Davis because Goldson and Davis have got that partnership going. Uh, but and plus Davis is a left-sided centre half betrayed. But I'm definitely not opposed to John Suter playing because he's played really well in my opinion, and I think he's he can carry the ball out. He can break lines. Yeah, uh, I think he's I think he's a better centre half than Davis. Yeah, uh, and I think he will be. A really good centre half for Rangers if he stays fit. I think he'll be one of the best ones we've had. Yeah, so I would like to see Suter get that chance. But as I say, I think Beer will go with Davis and Goldson as it's tried and tested. Yeah, Ben, uh, Bryzo77 steps in here and he says, need to mark McGregor out the game. Uh, everything goes through him. Um, that's oh, kind I'll of. Look at Hi. <laughs> I threw him, yeah. Well, sorry, actually, that's what I'm going to say. Get back. How many big saves has Al McGregor made in the last few old firms? Hardly anything. They've not had that many chances. They're yeah, just so, converting them. So what you're saying, put McLaughlin in goals? Play you in goals. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll take it. If, if Bill gives us McLaughlin, I would take you as well. I, <laughs> if, if Bill gives us a phone call, I'll be there. Um... But yeah, in, in terms of that that comment from uh, from uh, Bryzo seventy seven, um, Ben need to mark McGregor out the game. Everything goes through him. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier on in terms of that that Bassi role. Do you can you see? I think we'll switch from the from the back the, the defense to, to the midfield. But can you see somebody like Raskin or, or or Lundstrom sort of occupying that role? Yeah, um, p- potentially potentially Raskin um, in there. I think he would do it well. Although I think. With him doing that, you lose a lot of his qualities and um, his movement and his, his, his ability to find a pass um, if, he, if he's more more restricted. Um, Lundstrom at this minute in time, I think, maybe needs a more simple job to do like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, I think that could be could be effective. I think Hatate is the one. Um, I don't know. I know he's been injured. I don't know if he's... Uh, I'm assuming he's fit again. I think he's the one as well that, that, that you need to keep an eye on. I think he, he makes, makes him tick quite a lot. Yeah, and Alex, the trying Scotsman here says, get Cantwell to mark uh, their McGregor. Uh, and SB says, marked him well last game. Um, do you think that this is a tactic that we should be adopting in there? Uh, I mean, Cantwell's shown his industry over the last few games. I definitely think he's uh, able to play in a deeper role where he's having to face their, their defence. You know, obviously it depends on whether uh, Tillman and Sakala play and what the setup is, you know, if the three men in attack, if Cantwell's being asked to play a bit further forward, then the burden will probably be on Lundstrom. You know, unfortunately, you know, Jack is finished for the season, so it's it's a dilemma we shouldn't have to have. But uh, it's just, um, I think, he, I think he, as much as he do well, it depends, you know, obviously how it disrupts the rest of the uh forwards because he's instrumental in that final third so if you're taking him 
if you're moving them further back, obviously if it disjoins the attack, you you might end up losing something. So there's no correct answer. Well, well, no other correct answer was after the game and if we found it, you know. No, that's a, I literally thought you were about to talk yourself into playing a back three there so that Cantwell could, could push further forward there. No chance, no chance. <laughs> there we go. Um, and and Shug, sort of, the last sort of aspect of the team is 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 up front in terms of um, what do you think they'll do up front? If, if Cholak is, is, is fit, do you think we'll play him? Do you think we'll stick with Morelos? Um, I actually seen somebody earlier on suggesting that we should play Tillman up front as a false nine. Um, what's your thoughts on it all? And would you play Tillman now, interest? If I was playing Tillman, I probably would play him up front. Yeah, probably give him a shot. I think Morelos is he's shown nothing yeah. other than getting upset against Aberdeen. He showed next to nothing, and being played in the right hand side half the time, I don't think suits him at all. I would play Cholak. Yeah, I don't think he's the answer. I've, Kemar Roof, that guy, might have been the answer if he was ever fit for more than 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. But it's another, it's the same as a goalkeeping position. We've just not got anybody suitable right now. So we're scratching and clawing to try and find something. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to Tillman getting a chance up top. Yeah. But I think it will be Morelos that ends up playing because it's better than Cholak. Yeah, and, and Ben, I'll ask the same question of you. Uh, RFC72 says, not this game, should have tried Tillman at the false nine at the last Old Firm. Bilko says Tillman could finish, so I'm assuming uh, they're wanting uh, him up front as well. Uh, who, who would you have up front? It's Morelos for me. Um, I, I, I agree with he's producing very little. Um, he did score against him in the last game, is my only thinking. Um, and the fact that I, this isn't the game, this is our season on the line here. This isn't the game to try something, you know, that, that may or may not work. I understand that you could be trying Morelos and, and it's likely not going to work at this stage. Um, but I still think he's our best option right now as a, as a centre forward. And yeah, Alex, uh, I'll come to you on this sort of last point. Dave Hutchinson here says, Tillman set up three brilliant chances, not his fault. The strikers uh, can't score. Um, and SB says, Tillman would be an option. Morelos is lazy. Yeah, who would you have up front, Alex? Um, Morelos. Yeah, the old firm isn't the time to suddenly play a guy who's either been playing number 10 or right wing or like the left side of number eight all season. Suddenly be like, okay, uh, you're going up top and you're going one-on-one at Cameron Carter Vickers for 90 minutes. Uh, good luck. You know, you've never played there before. But uh, you, you'll be fine. You know, you, you have better luck playing Robbie Euro up front or uh, Zach Lovelace. You know, it's not the way to go for me. Morelos, I, he's fat. I, maybe, you know, I, he's lazy. I, this and that, and he's off, whatever. He's the one fit striker who I can play with a ball at his feet. He's, you know, it's not going to be not him. Tillman won't, Tillman won't play a striker. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that. It's, it's in the comments, so I'm always like to be dictated by what people are talking about mm-hmm. in the comments. Um, the last last day uh, we point here says Alpha needs to step up and start bullying players again, uh, especially Starfield, and, and I agree with that. He seems to be a, a guy that's been mentioned quite a few times, um, in terms of targeting him. Look, 
that's us uh, just about the hour mark. So um, before we go, Shug, uh, I'll get a wee score prediction off, off of you and the guys. Uh, I'll go 3-2 Rangers. Oh, that's it. I'll, I'll take that. Um, and Ben? 4-3 on penalties. Oh, oh my heart's not going to hurt it. Uh, I hate penalties enough as it is. Uh, and Alex? 2-1 after extra time to the famous... Yeah, I, I'm thinking along the same lines as you. I, th- I think it'll be similar to, to, to last year. Um, but listen, just want to say thanks, everybody, for, for watching uh, and joining. And as always, saw there was a few um, a few few new faces in the comments. Good to interact with you, as always. Just remember, let us know who you think will start in that old firm game um, and, and any comments. Just fire them in there on the YouTube video. But listen, thanks, everybody, for, for uh, watching and tuning in. And... We'll see you again. There's a show coming on Friday and obviously we'll have the post-match on Sunday as well. Take care, everybody, and thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.